Welcome to episode 121 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 121 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Yusuf and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good. I'm liking this heater. Oh, I know, I got the right, heater. Right behind us. <laughs> it's nice and cold. Maybe looking at me thinking I'm looking a bit different today, John. Yeah, you are looking a bit different. I'm huge, aren't I? I have the yeah. weights. Oh, okay. I'm back in the weights room. Nice. The arms are getting, look at that, mate. The guns are getting big. Massive. Oh, mate, you, didn't, you thought I was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this week's show on Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwai.com. Never forget they have the discount code IM Talk for a 20% discount off. Trybuys.com. Well, it's no longer June, so we can't talk about that. But go to them anyway because they've got the greatest deals, best service, trybuys.com. And athlinks.com. Social network for endurance athletes for all your result tracking and social needs. It's a big, week. big week, Bevan. It's a big week, John. Why is it a big week? Because on the 8th of the 8th of the 8th, oh. at 8.08 p.m. Do you know what? I'm going to be in Hong Kong. I should have gone to the Olympics. The, um, the equestrian's on there. Yeah, but well, I should have just got a ticket to go to the Olympics. Oh, I'm going to Hong yeah. Kong this weekend. That's why we need to do another show. Did you get my email? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the equestrian there, and it starts on Saturday. I'm there Saturday. Yeah, yeah, go over and see Mark Todd, take it out. Maybe I should. Yeah. I wonder how far out of town it is. It's not, I used to live where they're doing Is it right in town? Uh, it's not right in town, but it's 15 minute train trip, really easy oh, really? to get there. Maybe I will. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go, I'm going to the Olympics. You can do a live report, watching the <laughs> equestrian. Right. I will, I will. If I get there, I'll do a live report, there we go. Anyway, this week's show, we've got news, we've got age group, what's the high five on? Uh, swimming, swimming goggle care. Oh, nice. Uh, Which side of the week? Coach's corner, what's that on? Uh, so I did my piece. We'll, we'll get to it. It's like really exciting. Okay, that's, that's good. And lastly, questions and answers. I just got a text. I was checking out. I'm going out for dinner tonight, and you're coming over. Yeah, I'm coming over still. Okay. That's good. Okay, so first of all, eighth of the eighth of the eighth at eight oh eight p.m. I oh, think. really? And probably eight seconds. The Olympics. It will starts. be eight seconds, won't it? Exciting times. Can they do point zero eight? Do you think they'd be that but, good? Well, they probably are. Eight's a very lucky number for the uh, oh, is it? Chinese. Oh, I don't know that. That's why. That's all on the eighth. So what are you excited about? I know this is Iron Man talk, but what well, are you excited about, John? Um, it's good. You, do you get immersed? Are you one of those people who just, the next two weeks of your life, you do nothing? Well, the athletics I watch a lot of. The swimming I'll probably watch quite a bit of. Um, and then everything else I'll sort of dabble in. I'm not really too into the team sports. Uh, but anything New Zealand's got, got a chance at. Uh, apparently the Super Saturday for all the Kiwis. And oh, on, really? On Saturday. Well, First Saturday? No, the second Saturday. Um, Rowing. All of our, lots of our uh, contenders for medals. Because we're not going to get hardly any medals, the Kiwis. I think we'll probably go the first week without probably getting a medal. Yeah, it's often um, like that, and we don't get into the second week. Uh, yeah. yeah, but then we've got rowing. I think we've got a few athletics, and, and I think the cycling points races in the evening, and they're all events that New Zealand, New Zealand should do well. So I'm excited about um, just the Olympics in general. Excited about the triathlon, because I think... Um, I'd like to think we'll get a medal in the guys. We won't yeah. get anything in the girls, yeah, so that should be... Uh, it's nah. too fast, yeah. not for Sam. Yeah, well, there's there's no way. Oh, I'm almost 100% convinced that Gomez and Snowsill will get first and second. I'm not quite sure which order. I think it'll be Snowsill and then Gomez. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Uh, Fernandez, not Gomez. I was going to say, uh, if a guy gets killed, it's a good race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, don't think, I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. But the guys, you'd expect Gomez to win, but there's probably about 10 guys that could get a medal and uh, two of our Kiwis are them, so... Should be exciting times. Uh, when, when's the triathlon? 
Triathlon is on the Monday and the Tuesday, which is the 17th and 18th New Zealand time. Mm. It's good timing for New Zealanders as well. Four hours difference between New Zealand and uh, so, China. So, oh, that's good then. Yeah. So it's 10 o'clock in the morning, so it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon over here. Oh, great. Nice. Nice times. Oh, well, there you go. That's good. Oh, next bit of news. Epic Camp New Zealand is open for registration. Evan's going to be there. John's I'm doing gonna it. Be there. Oh, John goes to be last week. You still want to do Epic Camp? I'm like, yeah, bring it on, Temple. Exactly. Oh. Got a good lineup. Uh, good night, people coming out. Coming out. So we've still got some spaces. Um, so this year's route for those that are interested, we're starting in Christchurch, heading north uh, up towards Kaikoura, and then we're doing a, a Monster Day on day two, which is about 250 k's. Nice. Uh, and then we're going to some new locations. That's a tough over. day too because it's climbing. Lots of climbing. Lots Nelson. of climbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a very tough day. Day three is another toughie that'll be uh, heading over to Collingwood, so we have a 16k climb in the middle of that. And then we're over there, we're going to look on the Heafy track for a couple of days, oh, which will nice. be cool, um, just for a bit of different running. Um, and then we're going to head back over to Nelson and got some other classic rides in there. So it's going to be a good time, some new yeah. routes. Good times. Uh, if people are interested, go to epiccamp.com. Uh, in terms of the standard you need to be, uh, you need to be fairly strong on the bike and most of the guys on the camp are going to be 10 and a half hours or quicker. Yep. Um, if you're slower than that but you're, you're a reasonable cyclist, we'll certainly um, uh, be happy to talk to you. But yep. yeah, if you're interested, go yeah, to the camp. Yeah, key is cycling, eh? Yeah. Because the swim is a swim and the run, you can kind of do it by yourself. Exactly. Good times. <laughs> Good times, rock and roll. Okay, Ironman news now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably because last week's show was so crap. Um, anyway, Richard Usher is going to be taking on Challenge of Warnock, and this is fascinating, isn't it? Should be good times. Um, now, Richard Usher is the guy we had on the show, show oh, a few months ago now, the guy who won the New Zealand Coast to Coast, which is the big multi-sport event that they have in New Zealand. And we had him, he did, went and did Ironman New Zealand 7th, wasn't he got 7th or 8th? Like 8.50, I think it was. Yeah, right? 8.47 yeah. or something like that. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks after Coast, wasn't it? About two or three weeks after Coast. And, you know, we are really interested to see how he went. And... Uh, now he signed up to take on Challenge Wanaka, which is before the Coast to Coast. So Coast to Coast is a week later this year, so he's actually got a four-week window uh, there. So I still think he'll really struggle on the Coast to back it up after yeah, doing Challenge Wanaka. Yeah. But the, the, what's interesting with Wanaka is you, you don't generally get the real rock stars turning up. So yeah. I think he's a real chance of, um, taking, of, it out. of taking it out because he seemed to think he could run quite a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, and if he's not going into it fatigued, I think he'll bike a little bit quicker. His swimming was great. Yeah, and um, he's around fifty, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he was right up uh, in a good position there. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how, how he goes. He's a very talented athlete. Um, so we look forward to it's, that. It's quite a good PR move. Now I don't know if they're paying him to do the race, but it's a great PR move on the behalf of um, Challenge because in New Zealand, Richard Usher is probably the profile, probably of all long endurance sports at the moment. Really, even. Oh, no, I'd say be- the, the short or Bevan. Well, no, but I mean more of the longer, you know, like the guys who are yeah. going the longer distance. Yeah. Usher is kind of the man at the moment. Probably got just as much of a profile as Cam. I'd say pretty close, especially yeah. in the South Island, especially in Christchurch. Yeah, and so it's like to get someone like him, now if he does manage to get do pretty well in it, this, the event will get a lot of PR. So it's actually good, good thinking on their behalf. Uh, we've got some results from the weekend. So where do we start, John? I've got more. Alpduez Triathlon. Are we going to do them all? Uh, well, we might have to have a few pauses, but we've got to talk about the Alp Duez Triathlon, okay. which is that one there. Okay, you keep talking, and I'll because, get it Because... Uh, oh, there was, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, distractions. There was a dojo domination. Okay, uh, where are we going? Long distance results. Long distance. I think probably that one. Results. 
Scratch. We had a dojo domination from our female friend Chrissy Wellington. Finished oh, second yeah. overall. Yeah, she was leading most of the race, wasn't she? Oh, she. I didn't yeah, read any yeah. reports. So I sent through. Yeah, she was actually leading until like later in the run. Let's have a look at her swim. She swam 29 minutes, so she was a little bit off the pace from some of the leading guys. Good uh, on the. No, she wasn't leading. Oh, no, she was no, she's, she's sitting second all the way. So that's no, a no. Pretty... She overtook in the run, and then got overtaken again. Oh, okay. Is that right? No, no, that's a slow, slow run. But she got outridden and outrode by the guy that won, Marcus Ornelius. Nice effort. Uh, he won in a time of six hours, six oh, hours. She, she overtook him because look, she did one. He did one forty-three. Yeah, and she did one thirty-six, and she didn't catch him. She only been so one she minute. Was, she was closing down on oh, him, but she didn't true, catch him. Man, yeah, of course. Maths was not your strong point. No, no, it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> a problem. <laughs> but, that's uh, a big field. I mean, there's not many um, real super guns there. Poor old Stephen Bayless looked like he blew up, and uh, a couple of the other guys. Cyril Mazur is actually a very good athlete, and he must have blown up as well. Wow. Um, that's but phenomenal. The Frenchies are good. You know, they're just just if the good elite guy, age group guys are very good. So for her to get second is outstanding. Yeah. Um, and look out. We've also there's also an article. Just uh, I know we're going through results here, but if people are interested, oh going, yeah, we should talk about this. Going on to um, slowtwitch.com. There's an, a bit of an interview there. It's the first part of two with Brett Sutton, and we so often talk about Brett Sutton yeah. and his squad. But and it's controversial, we know, but you know he's obviously a good coach. But we don't hear much from him, so it's really good to hear some news from him. I was actually a little bit disappointed in the article. Like it, it was great to get a bit of insight from him, but it was kind of all just about Chrissy. Yeah, you know, and, and like amazing as Chrissy is, and she definitely deserves that kind of you know that kind of that attention. Um, I just wanted to hear a bit more about his training thinking. Well, I think that's what they might be doing in the second part. Okay. Uh, a bit more about the training side of things. Mm. But man, he talks so highly of Chrissy Wang saying yeah, she's he, just not even she's just on a different a yeah. different radar to everyone. Else. He's, he's quite upfront about what he says about the other girls, eh? Yeah. Like he he, he, um, he shoots from the belt, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah. um and but pff, far out man. Interesting times. Okay, we've got an Antworth seventy point three, I've got someone in front of me. We've got an email from Dave, how's that name? Uh Verishurin. Yeah. People give us crap about our <laughs> butchering names, but my surname has been butchered for so many years, I really don't give a crap. <laughs> so is mine, so I'm just, that's my justification. And a Marinko Van Helnickel? <laughs> Marino Van Honecker. <laughs> Took it out in three hours, 45 minutes. But we can get the second one right. Luke Van Laird. Um, Good times. It was uh, close racing. He only pulled away from on the run, so it's great to see Luke Van Laird. He must be pushing, getting... And he must be pushing close to 40, I would oh, have must thought. Be, surely. Um, so great to see him back. And he had a good Kona last year. Um, oh, man, this one's... Uh, Torvion, somebody, somebody from Finland, was second in Ironman Lanzarote this year. He was third in 3.51, so a good five-minute, six-minute back. And Bert Jammer, who I think was up there after the bike, and he won Ironman Lanzarote, was uh, fourth in 3.53. Girls side of things, Blair. Uh, Blair? Blair. Where's the love? Bevan. How long you knowing me? <laughs> <laughs> Belinda Granger, good old Belinda, took it out. She's been doing well, hasn't she? Uh, for 412 from F Hart. Who's F Hart? She's from Belinda. It sounds like fun. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, Four fifteen, and Tinny Deckers from Belgium was third. And that was from Dave, okay. and it sounds like it was a flat course, but there was not much wind. It was slippery because of the rain. Someone got a flat tire. Andrew Johns and Rod Kapiki. Andrew Johns won it, I think, the year, the year before, the maybe the year before that. Yeah, yeah. Rod Kapiki yeah. hasn't been doing much lately. Oh, he hasn't. Has he? he had a big year last year, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Okay, that's that one done. Okay, what other ones we got here? We got this one here. Which one's this? This is the. Ostelman. Pause. Pause, it's a pause. Okay, here we go. I'm going to push pause. Pause. 
It's a good thing about this world we live in, John. You can pause and it instantly comes back on. It's like That's magic. Right. And we need to we need to brush up on our German because we couldn't find some results. But yeah. go on to this one here. I'm just uh, we'll go to go to uh, oh, What are you doing, John? We'll go we'll go to this one. We're gonna go to we'll go to this one here. Weinman. Weinman. The longest iron distance race in North America. Oh, okay. Outside of Hawaii. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Dan Arlanderson uh, took Anderson. it out in 9.17. Dominated the dojo because the next guy came in, old Robert Peterson, at 9.59.34, just under the 10 hours. And Jorg Rodriguez. That's yes. a cool name, 10.01. And how do we find females? Here we go down to females, and we've got good old Wendy Henderson at a 10.44. Well, Man, I should get like a top 10, maybe. Ninth overall. Ninth overall. And then we had... Alyssa Bellas. Nice. 10, 11, 20. And lastly, Andy. Andy Raymer. Yep. Close race. 11, 11, 23. But they had one thing at the Vine Man that there was a bonus. Uh, they just had a little bit of prize money, but there was a bonus for um, if you beat a certain time. I think it was 9.30 for the guys. Oh, so and what, what happened was it was only like maybe 2,000 US, but... Yep. However many guys went under a certain time, they divvied it up. They divvied it up. Oh, that's a good idea. And uh, if only one got it, you two grand. And if uh, five... Is that meant to be a hard course? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, we also had Kilmar Triathlon, which was somewhere. Where's Kilmar? I think that may have been in Sweden. Okay, and a top girl, Victoria Johnson. Yeah. Took it out in 10.51. Nice. And And the first guy, guy, Frank Dennis Christensen. Yeah. yeah. 8.51, pretty solid, and Christian Hallinson was second in 8.51. Is that the first guy? Are you Six. sure? Because it's got, like, Masters, 30.39. Well, it looks like his time's the fastest. Yeah, okay. So a couple okay, of guys going sub-9 there, pretty solid. Yeah, he wins it. And then lastly, we don't can't get that one. The Austral Man, if you're German and you want to go check out the Austral Man results, you go to their website, but we couldn't uh, couldn't read them. There's one race we actually need to add as well, the UK double Iron distance race because I know they're called Iron Man because right. it's an iron distance race. Stories um, coming up about that maybe in the future. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so we've got a good old fresh friend Tao or Hal. Hal. Tao Tao. I showed uh, Belinda the picture of the guy who. Did uh, she enjoy that? She found it fairly amusing. <laughs> Toilet humour, but it worked. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he did the double. Now um, you keep talking. I'm gonna get over his results. I think he did. Tao won it. He did eleven hours, didn't he? Yeah, pretty solid. Apparently, it was a. You swam in a 25-meter pool. Oh, imagine that. Don't, you don't want to imagine that. No, you don't. And then the bike was a multiple lap, uh, multiple lap, and then the run was, I think, 1K lap, something like that. So that's the thing. If you're ever going to go and do one of those long course um, you know, endurance races, double Ironmans, triple Ironmans, Man, anything like that, yep. you are going to have to deal with a pretty mundane course most of the time. Yeah. Perhaps the only one that I'm really familiar with. It was pretty with. much a lap course even for the bike and the run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, most yeah. of them are. The only the only one where I think uh, it really is quite interesting is when you, you do the one in Hawaii, the Ultraman, which is when you go point to point. So that's quite a bit more interesting, and that, mm. that's a toughie. Now, Tao's actually written up a um, a really good race report, quite a long race report, but it's how uh, Tao. He's, he's he's really good at writing stuff up. He often does a lot of like heaps of the UK listeners have sent us through emails telling us about his race because he's one of those guys who actually puts back into the sport quite a bit. And if you want to actually get an insight into what he's doing, um, Definitely do it because he, he's given some. He gives us a bit of a plug here too, mate. Oh, that's good, on it. Yeah, so I was loving that. And uh, so oh, go yes. on. I'll put a link to that on dub 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 Iron Man Talk. But well done. He dominated the dojo. I can't remember the exact time that he beat Nick Sky by, but it was a lot. Huge. Two hours, maybe. I think yeah, somebody said something like that. So, would you want to do a double? No, not really. Would you? Would you? I, wonder, oh, I wouldn't mind going doing Ultraman and Kona because that would be a unique challenge. But probably not that motivated to go and do a multi lapper. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but it's probably it'd be not high wouldn't on my it? agenda. Be, yeah, it'd be a numbers game. Like, imagine being in the pool. Like, how many links is it? It's like... It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like yeah. 320 links or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Respect. I'd probably have more... Uh, I'd probably like more to maybe do like a lots of triathlons back to back so getting in maybe doing a sprint like that one we talked about the other day the 24 hour or 12 hour one yeah. where you do as many triathlons as you can in 12 or 24 hours I'd probably find that more appealing than just are you going to do John's around. triple T this year? we could do yes oh, yeah. maybe we could do a 24 hour triathlon we could good thinking <laughs> oh mate but John and Bevan's 24 hour <laughs> so I don't know we're really proud of you mate so what else have we got here any other things coming up coming up Norseman, which is a race guys often email us in about. And it's absolutely crazy. One of the Bains toughest. Is doing it, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So it's a tough bike course. You go for several passes. The swim is often very, very cold. You go out in a boat and jump off into some big fjord in Norway. And the run, you have to have a support crew with you for large portions of the run because you basically run up a mountain. So Bainsy was telling me at the end of it this year, because normally you get to the top of the mountain, they have like this, I don't know, some kind of carriage thing that takes you to the bottom. It's yeah. broken. Oh, so no. you've got to walk 5Ks downhill to finish. Oh, no. I imagine that. Yes. I imagine at the end of having to walk 5Ks to get home. I had to bike home. Well, that's not, not walking. That's not and that's walking. not downhill or mountain. No. It's downhill on the bike, thank <laughs> And how many, how many of those, like about 2K? Oh, yeah, it wasn't far. <laughs> no, it's a good race, though. So, so you go. I'm not giving you love for that one. <laughs> Whatever. Got, what else we got? We've got, we got the International Czech Long Course Triathlon. And we've also got the Germany 17.3, which I imagine would attract a pretty strong field. I actually had a look and no, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a pretty piss poor field. There's a, a couple of good guys, but I looked at the pro field and there was only like eight pro guys and about six pro girls or something so uh, maybe there'll be a few late entries but at this stage it was a uh, pretty weak field okay we've also got an email from Ken um, Ken Wallace Ken Wallace from America he does a few epic. he's coming to Epic isn't he he's, he should be yeah uh, on the 9th and 10th of August I and eight other teammates will be undergoing a 45 mile swim across Lake Tahoe Tahoe not to be confused with the much shorter trans Tahoe swim organised by the Olympic Club we created this event as a way to raise money for the National Brain Tumour Society a cause that is very important to us last year we did a similar swim benefiting the National Brain Tumour Society and raised over $5,000 this year is the our goal is to double that money. So if you actually want to go and support Ken and his goal, um, there's a website, www.swimanything.com, and uh, I imagine I've got a donation button on there. I would imagine so. I haven't actually looked myself, but... So, so yeah, if you want to support Ken doing big things out there, do that. We'll put a link to that on www.swimanything.com. Ken, let us know how it goes. Okay, well, I'm going to do another pause. Okay, you do a pause. Yeah, watch this pause. Magic again. Magic, we're back. Magic, magic again. I didn't even know. I probably shouldn't have even said pause. No. Oh. As a giveaway. Okay, this week we had an interview with Maka when we were in road, and uh, Maka came up with the concept of having a camp where the family's involved with the camp. Now, I'm not sure, really sure how you coordinate it. Maybe have someone looking after the family side of things. Maybe have like a, I don't know, God knows. But where the family, the kids, and the wife comes along, and you train or the husband. The or the husband, totally, yeah. And um, it sounds like nobody's turning up at Maka's camp. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so, this, so you're going to start off. You've got the big one, John. Where you go? Gavin Davis, I'm uh, going to summarise this. He feels a bit exposed starting the debate as he's never attended training camp, but here goes. Uh, in general, um, Gavin's saying, give it some thought, but in the end, probably not. Probably not. Really? It occurs to me that Macca and you guys are doing um, the training camps pretty much full-time, um, then you might want to bring the family along as you spend so little time with the family. Good point, like your work. But for us age groupers who train um, in our spare time, a camp is the opportunity to better focus on training and allow quality, high-volume training to be done in a short period of time, something we can not normally achieve as we need to strike the balance between training, family, work, rest. 
That's fairly inclusive, isn't it? He was. It was pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Is it, are you happy with that? You want to keep going because he's got a big. He's got a big. You know. No, I'm happy with that. That, that was a good point, wasn't it? First up, pick Gavin. We always okay. like first. Uh, Will Newbury. Uh, I would definitely be interested. My partner is a triathlon widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if your listeners out there, his wives and husbands know that. And my son is confused. Daddy goes off a lot, a lot dressed in funny clothes and comes back wet and smelly. Maybe your wife should be confused. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks bikes are cars. He's only 18 months old. Anyway, I've just signed up for Ironman Austria, and we are using it as our family holiday for next year. This year, we're going to go to Baja, or Bala? Bala. Bala is a holiday slash race. And if we ever get to married, I'd like to say that either Ironman Australia or New Zealand will be our honeymoon. A training camp would benefit me enormously, but I can't tell the missus that I'm going away without them. If they were able to come somewhere that I could train in the morning and spend quality time with them in the afternoon, everyone would be happy as Bevan. Oh, maybe Chappie. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, nice work. You want next one? Which one do you want to do? Uh, I was going to do, do Moira. Okay, there we go. Got a female submission, which is what we like. Yep. Uh, my husband and four children have to put up my, my training already. <laughs> the last thing they want is to endure, endure a camp as well. Much as I love them all, it's pretty good to get away and focus on my goals without the everyday distractions of work, washing, squabbling, etc. I like our family holidays just to be that and to enjoy the time together. Except for going to Kona, but that's different and they can wait. Oh, bring on Kona. Okay, I'm going to go with Rick and he's got our Rick Laird. Uh, the wife's response when I asked her was, so you could be tired and do anything with me anyway. Wouldn't be able to do anything with me anyway, right? Yeah, that's not good. That's pretty much what I, I thought she'd say. She is much more interested in me concentrating on one thing at a time. When she has my time, she wants me to be with her. Whatever. Not split between triathlon and other events. So, although she wouldn't mind maybe doing a destination camp like Camp Kekaha. That's good. Bit of sun, mm. bit of heat. Yeah. A few cliff, few hills. Okay, where you go? Last so, one. Oh, you went to the last one, didn't you? Yeah. Nick Rose. Nick Rose. Uh, um, Nick thinks, I, I think I agree with the consensus here. Um, talk, taking the other half is a mistake on a camp. Um, when he goes away with his mates, he wants to be able to talk, try shit. Yeah, and, true. Uh, and just hang out and not have to worry about things. I love one of his quotes. Um, where is it? Uh, down the bottom there. Uh, also, if you went on a tri camp with Bevan, John, Gordo, etc., um, where you would want to spend the time having a coffee or <clears throat> after a ride or mulling over tri stuff, general chit chat and learning from the pros, certainly not in your apartment being hassled as why you arrived five hours late, uh, five hours after you said you'd leave when you said it, you was only going to be four. Well, because we got lost, we got and, and, lost. and John got a flatty. And we wanted to tack on. Yeah, and we tacked on. We had, you know, come on, honey. Oh, <laughs> you just don't understand me. <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'm going for the shortest one. Andrew uh, Brindshinch. How do I say that name? Brindshinch, I reckon. Uh, I think going to a training camp is a chance to escape normal life and be a pro for a week. So you shouldn't take your family. John, what's your thought? Initially. Yeah, Kim Kaha. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Initially, uh, because Mac is such a... Um, Good salesman and yeah. just so persuasive, and every he is a good salesman, and, isn't he? And everything, anything he says, you sort of go, "Oh shit, that's that's I'm doing it, I'm doing it, that's great." And so I thought about it, and I thought, "Oh, it wasn't, wasn't a bad idea." But once I'd actually thought about it, I thought, "No, if you're going away on a family a, a holiday, it should be a holiday." So if it's an extra thing, I think it may be you may be able to swing it. Um, yeah. But if you if you're replacing a holiday with a triathlon camp, I think it's it's a no goer. Uh, and in my situation at the moment, with a young child... Like I, in Kim I, Kika, how did you find it? 
No, oh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, because you basically had to always be looking after the kid. Eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Berlin, it was great, but still. But I think if you went to, if I was going to go away, say maybe in 10, 15 years' time when Thomas, uh, the sort of young teenagers, yeah. then, it yeah. might be, then it might be a little bit better because um, then all the kids that age can go off and do things and maybe the, the partners can have a bit of a break. But yeah. at this stage, probably not a good idea. But we'll be interested to hear from Macca if he um, does it and, uh, and anybody attends. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if it's really the thing, because I think that, as most people have said, you want to keep your training kind of different, and I can understand why people take on holidays around overseas races, mm. so, you know, like, if you go to Kona, like, when I went to Kona, we tacked on, my family came over, and we tacked on another week and a half afterwards and hung yeah. out, and it was really great, and that kind of stuff makes a lot of sense. It's just for me, like, you know, like, for you at Camp Kiakaha, you were kind of always busy, and Belinda, when you went around, was mm. probably a little bit lost, Yeah, and it's, you're not necessarily going to, like, you know, let's say you're the person who's not training, you're not necessarily going to like everyone else's partner. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so there's a lot of things to really think about, but there may be a place for it. I'm not really but, sure. Yeah, you'd really have to have two, almost two camps running concurrently. You'd have the, the training camp and then you'd have the social camp yeah. running the other side. So it'd be a lot of organisation for yeah. the person running the camp. Because um, the people who weren't training would have to have activities to do every mm, day, wouldn't they? Yeah. And then you'd need, like, for younger, you know, children, you need babysitters and stuff. Yeah. It'd definitely be a logistical nightmare, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> So maybe it's not going to go down as one of Mac's best ideas, but it's an interesting uh, yeah, He sold it well, concept. he sold it well. He did. So uh, John gave me an email, he said, look, I haven't got a discussion with you. I said, look, mate, I'll sort it out, I'll have a discussion for you. He arrives, and he goes, what's the discussion? I said, oh, we've <laughs> got a discussion. So this week's discussion I just thought of is, what will be our future discussions? Exactly. So you need to come up with discussions of the week for our future shows. Mm. And Discussion of the Week is brought to you by Art of Try. Oh, um, now we should talk about Art of Try right now, John, shouldn't we? We've got some pretty hot Art of Try oh, stuff. Oh, so hot right we've now. The, the retro t-shirts. Yeah, actually, John sent me through a photo of you and your retro t-shirt that I'll put yeah. on the website. You look a bit gangster, mate. Do I? You look a bit mean. You see a bit of those, yeah, uh, those, those bulging guns. biceps. Oh, you got, Thomas is looking all happy and you're looking like, you know, about jail time's <laughs> coming up. I was, so, I was impressed. Bit, good stuff. So you go to artoftry.com. Use the code um, IMT78 yep, and yep. there's a discount on there. So they've got uh, some new retro t-shirts. Now, now we've also got the black hoodies. Black hoodies. With the red, Looking stylish, red trim. Red That's trim. what they say when I'm doing modelling. Nice. This is a black hoodie with the red trim. Nice. Feature on the... Yeah, they, I'm, I'm so, 70, new retro 78 t-shirts and um, you've always got that topic of conversation. When was the first Iron Man? 1978. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where was it? And Mission Bay, because from the other t-shirt I got. That was first triathlon. That's what you said. Oh, first, oh, did I? I meant first Iron Man. Well, first Iron Man was that? 78? <laughs> Whatever. Go, go check out Iron Man. Go, go check out Art of Try and you'll be able to find out the history of Triathlon. <laughs> Make sure you know your facts first. And because we want lots of people submitting this week, whoever does the best submission this week in terms of topics of the week we can have in the future, yep. you will win an Art of Try t-shirt. Oh, it's pretty exciting times on Iron Man. And the, the two guys that we awarded them to a few weeks ago for guessing the difference, you need to email me. Um, oh, yeah, you want to guess? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll keep... <laughs> got a bit further on the news this week than last we, week. The 26 instead of 6. It was a big improvement. Yeah. Did you listen to last week's show? It was classic. <laughs> it was classic. <laughs> right, here's some music. <laughs> what is age? Age Gripper of the Week. <laughs>
<laughs> both staring at the screen. What's going on? Uh, we actually got an email from someone saying that they actually really enjoyed the music. Could we have we more? Should, we could put a bit more longer stuff in there. Well, I don't think we should. Okay. Because we want to hear us talk, don't they? They don't. Of course they do. Okay, this week's age trip has been sent through from Stephen Slack. That's a great last name, isn't it? Old Slacker. Come I bet on, you Slacker. Name. <laughs> oh. I bet you're sick of that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Old Slacker. Anyway, love the show. And we love that you love the show. Although... Can you stop name-checking Thomas Peoples as <laughs> he's going to his head on Try Talk? You probably shouldn't have put that because yeah. now he's going to talk about that. Actually, just a plug, on Try Talk, oh, I should give someone a plug about this. We've had over 10,000 hits on the Iron Man Talk discussion now. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a milestone. Going places. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it's very good. I would like to nominate my wife, Rachel Slack. Obviously, she's not very slack. Or Mrs. Slacko. There you go. <laughs> on the 13th of July, we both did Iron Man Austria. While my race was relative, relatively trouble-free, Rach got off to a nightmare of a start. She had to conquer open water phobias in just about every triathlon she has had the added trauma of getting knocked out at the start of this race. Oh, she had the added trauma of getting knocked out at the start of the race in the water. Wow. She copped an elbow to her temple and blacked out momentarily. After she came around, she was checked out by a canoeist. She then carried on in a very weary way to the 1,400-meter buoy. It was an hour already on the clock at this stage. Aware that she was in danger of missing the 220 cutoff, she shrugged off her fears and ignored her headache and put her head down and swam as quickly as possible. She was the last person out of the water and beat the cutoff time of 2 hours, 19 and 20 seconds. 40 seconds to spare. Wow. She proceeded to pass lots of people on the bike and run to finish in 15 hours, 07. She could have gone sub-15, but was kind enough to let the person she was running to have the finishing shoot to himself before coming in herself. Well, that's pretty nice, eh? Yeah, it's very yeah, gracious. It's very nice. Uh, if anyone wants an inspiration and entertaining read, check out her race report on Try Talk, which is already a bit of a heroine. It's, uh, it, would be, it would be a cool thing to be... Uh, it wouldn't be cool to be last out of the water, but you get such an ovation. I know Ironman New Zealand, yeah. um, they, they have a huge cheer. They used to get a lot of Japanese athletes out here who were reasonably slow swimmers and they were struggling to make the cutoff. Yeah. And I remember one guy making it one year by about three seconds. Really? You have to, tu- you have to touch to the ground. You don't actually have to be out of the water, I don't believe. But as long as you touch you've got to the be ground. touching the ground. And so they're trying to make him stand up and he's like, I can't stand up yet. And, uh, but he eventually made it. So that was pretty, that would, be, would so have been a cool thing. Hang around. Do you hang around for the swim? I, I I haven't. I've just seen that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool. <laughs> but it would be good if you were there. <laughs> so I'm sure Rachel got a, a huge ovation when she came out of the water. God, if imagine getting knocked out in the water. It's solid. That's pretty scary. Mm. Imagine, look, you know, you're drowning. <laughs> Potential of that happening. And then to come on, have a pretty solid day, 15 hours, and, and to let the person come down the finish shoot. St- oh, it's Slacko, not Slacker. Yeah, oh, Steve Slacko Slack. It's <laughs> a great name. But you do want the finishing shoot to yourself, don't you? When you go down. Yeah, I, I haven't been in a position before when I've had a lot of people around me finishing, but no. you sometimes see just the hordes of yeah. people going across. You don't get a good photo. No, and I remember I did Christchurch Marathon years ago, yeah. and I was coming into the finishing shoot, and the women's marathon lady was behind oh, me. Oh, you don't want that. Well, I had to let her go in front of me because yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, sprinting her off. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't like for a sub three or anything like that. So anyway, anyway, you know, Rachel Slack or Mrs. Slacko, you yeah, are our age group of the week. week. Beautiful. Okay, what are we doing next? High five. Okay. One, two, three, four. High five. So I often have issues. Well, I don't often have issues, but... Uh, You've had issues in the had past. had issues in the past. I'm, I don't look after my equipment particularly well. Neither. Yeah, and you're the oh, same. back it up! Yep. 
Saturday afternoon, the sun came out. It'd been out last week in Christchurch Town about the weather. Cleaned your bike, did you? The weather was terrible, wasn't it? Since we've been back, probably back, what, nearly three weeks, maybe two and a half? Yeah, two and a half, yeah. I would say two weeks of rain, maybe three days of sun. And, and wouldn't be sun, it was just like overcast yeah. days. Saturday, we finally got some sun. Clean my bike. It's been nice. an hour and a half clean my bike. Really? Like, it took mine to the bike shop. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> All the stuff I had to get replaced again. <laughs> now, what do you do with this bike? Man, it's cost me a fortune. So the boys at Genius would be pretty happy with my bike clean. Yeah. Ian would be happy because last time he saw him, he said, Bib, you're not cleaning your bike. I made a deal. If I give you a bike, you've got to clean it. And said, they'll clean my bike. I didn't agree to that deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, goggles is another area where I often have struggled in the past, having them wear out too quickly and, yep. and so on. So I thought we'd get a few tips okay. from, from the fellas at Blue 70 because the guys at Blue 70 got some pretty cool goggles there these days. Did they days. actually give you tips to you just go to the website? No, no, they gave me some tips. Really? Yeah. Yep. They're our peas. They look after us. Oh, I love their work. So obviously, obviously what we find with the goggles is they tend to mist up quite a lot. Yeah. Can we make this a bit bigger? I can't read it, please. Really? Have you, you really need to get your eyes checked. Well, my wife is an optician, but yeah, why she don't you bring your glasses she, around? She thinks they're okay. Well, they're obviously not. Look, this is like a, <laughs> it's like a billboard in here right now. Okay, so we got some tips on how to make your goggles not fog up and maybe last a little bit longer. Okay, now does this depend on the goggles you buy? Not especially. Okay. No. Most goggles have an anti-fog coating on the inside of the lens. Over time, this degrades, and basically, um, you want to do anything you can to avoid that degrading because that will cause the sort of misting up, the fogging, and so on. So. Number one, Bevan. Don't touch the inside of your lens now. I'm terrible for this. I always do that. <laughs> yeah, so you it. want to avoid that because you're just degrading that little coat coating they've got in there, the anti-fog coating. No, I've never actually tried not doing it. Oh, I've never swam. Because I was just told when I first swam, you spit, you put your spit in and it doesn't fog. And well, it may work, but it's degrading the long-term life of your But I'm, now I want to try my goggles without doing it and see if they fog or not. Yeah. Obviously, they won't. Apparently not. There you go. Good. So don't use a lot of uh, cleaner stuff on the lens. Why? Because it's going to? Degrade the degrade the anti-fogging coating. Beautiful. Have a pair of. Have a, I'll do this one. Have a pair of. I use lots and destroy them in the pool, uh, and then also have a pair just for racing. So have two pairs of goggles, your training pair, and have a separate pair that are very similar for racing. And my other suggestion there would be to have a couple of pairs for racing. You want to have a pair for if it's very dark, some um, bright orange ones or yellow ones that sort of enhance the light. Have you tried those? Sunny. Yeah, yeah, I wore them. And they make a big difference? Oh, big difference. Really? Um, in terms of just, it just brightens up the whole day like I wore them in robe. Brightens up the whole day, you, you biked for them on. <laughs> yeah, actually, I lost my goggles and cap because I got to my bike and they were still on my bloody head. And I'm like, oh. um, so I lost those. Basically, they hook you up, surely. I mean, they may well have done. <laughs> okay, number four, avoid getting a lot of water inside the goggle and then leaving them in your head uh, to warm and mist. Why would you not do that, Bevan? Because then they make, they make, what is it, degrade the... Degrade the, the anti-fog coating. That's right. I was a bit slow on the mark there. <laughs> okay. uh, you can use an anti-fog lens cleaner. Oh, but this is a specialty. Yeah, it replaces the, um, a little bit of the anti-fog coating um, if this is degrading over time. Okay. So when, when your goggles are starting to sort of wear a little bit thin, then you could start using an anti-fog lens cleaner. Do you think we'll ever do a high five again? Where we only do five tips? No. No. Unlikely. Okay. Don't spit on them. Oh, man, I'm breaking all the rules. Yeah, well, I, w- I would have... Uh, I have spat in my goggles in the past. Well, I don't know. I don't go... <laughs> but I'd spit on my finger. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you'd rub the... Yeah. You'd rub the anti-fog coating off. Oh, man. Finally, number seven... <laughs> Store your goggles inside the plastic case they come in so they do not get dirt, etc., um, on the inside of the lens, which would... It would make the anti... It would degrade the anti-fog <laughs> coating. <laughs> That's right. 
There you go. Over time, however, all goggles will probably start to fog with frequent use. And that's when you go to blue70.com and you get yourself a new pair. You know what? I lose goggles that like you wouldn't believe. Do you so lose goggles? I. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, yeah. That's all good. Oh, yeah. So that's a high five for this week. Any other tips? What are you thinking of it? That about does it. Yeah, just look after it. Put them in, I think that last one there, Put them, putting them into the case after. Do you do that? I do now. Oh, see, I didn't. I do now. But you know what? I'm not going to be swimming for a while. I don't oh, think. You, you may be. We'll get you out of retirement. I'm thinking Challenge Wanaka. We could do a team. You can do the run. And, uh, to and, the run, and I maybe can I will swim. And okay, maybe we'll do team. Okay, game on. Because yeah. I'm going to do. I'm thinking I'll do a an off road marathon or something like a like small grand tour. Why don't we get Porno to do the bike? I'll do the swim. Okay, and do the run. Good news on Porno. Have you heard his news? Engage. Porno got engaged when he was in. Where was he? Don't know where he was. I just read the in France. Last, France, maybe. I think he was in Nice, and he was wearing his Quella Challenge finisher t shirt. Oh, do you think that photo was when he got engaged? Yes. Oh, that was a beautiful spot, wasn't it? Yeah, very nice. Mr. Rimm said Porno and Steph, well done. Yeah. Porno's a bit of a celeb, actually, because everyone we met and wrote when Porno was with us, they go, Oh, you're Porno. <laughs> so he's a celeb. He's a superstar. So well done, Porno and Steph. Music We're, time. Oh, you don't want to talk more about the wedding? Uh, if I'm invited, maybe we will. <laughs> okay. I'll hook you up. Here we go. <laughs> Website of the week. Bevan, sounded a bit like Batman, didn't it? If, if you wanted to qualify for Kona at North American races, I've got a question for you. If you, wanted, okay. if you wanted to qualify at North American Kona races and you wanted an easy resource to find that, where would you go? I don't know, John, but I'm hoping you'll tell me. That's this week's website of the week. I was, oh, John, you're uh, a legend. I was... I was updating my... Uh, <laughs> Did you used to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Sorry? <laughs> Did you used to, oh, sorry. Did you used to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had that when they had to do the advertising? Yeah. And, oh, that just sounded like that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, was, okay. I was updating um, on the, what is it called? The Cast Iron Club. Oh, how's Cast that going Club. for you? Well, I haven't actually put in June yet, but uh, when I hit put in June, I think it's going to start to rocket up there. Oh, uh, okay. But I was, uh, so I was putting in my oh, idea, I was on the one. Cast Iron Club, and I saw a little link um, on inside, InsideOutSports.com. could be useful for a lot of you guys that are wondering how fast you've got to go for Kona. I know you can go to Ironman.com and you can eventually find all the information out. What they've done here for 2007, Great. they've gone around all the North American Ironman races and basically put in all the qualifying times um, And how many slots they had within each time. So, yeah. for example, they've got 35 to 39. There's obviously two, four, six, eight, about... 12 yeah and then the times go from and this is in arizona from 9:31 right through to just under 10 hours yeah so it's a good place where you can just go and see all the results on on one page see how many slots there are per age group and see roughly what time you're going to need to do if you go to kona so John? yep oh there are women there are women. yellow a woman this is actually cool so yeah yeah if you're actually aiming to do one of those races, you can actually. I mean, you really want to get your Kona slot. You can actually think, well, you know, because so let's look at an age group. What age group you want, John? I want men forty to forty-four. Okay. And Ironman Canada. No, no, we're trying to figure out what's the easiest place to qualify. Okay, <clears throat> I'm forty to forty-four. Okay, so basically 40, 44. So Arizona's got quite a few slots. Forty, forty-four 40, would be pretty six, popular. Eight, about ten in Arizona. Placid's got a lot more. Placid's actually got the most slots, Two, I think. Six, or Florida. Yeah, they'll look like about ten to. Now Placid's obviously a harder race. Yep, harder bike course. But you're looking to around 10.04. That was the fastest time. The slowest time was 10.22. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
But then Coeur d'Alene has a bigger split, so that's like 9.44 through to 10.24, so you probably think Coeur d'Alene's probably a little bit easier, because it's a bigger range. It's a bit easier at Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, and then you're looking at Canada, not as many slots, but a bigger gap between, so about a 20, maybe like a 30... 35 minutes. Yeah, minute slot in between. Wisconsin, again, about 35, and yeah. So which one would you choose based on this? I wouldn't go to Florida. Florida's, Florida's bloody tight. Fast. I mean, uh, Florida's a fast course, but the split there is nine ten yeah, down to nine twenty five. So it's a pretty tight split. Yeah. I think if you if you're really desperate to qualify for Kona and you want to pick the easiest races, I tend to think the ones that are closest to Kona are the easier ones. Oh, true. So oh, we, we met a, um, uh, a guy Alvin who's very yep. um, keen to qualify, and he's going to. Yeah, no, he's very keen to but qualify. He? Uh, no, he's going to go to Ironman UK. And the thing with Ironman UK, it's very close to Kona. Yeah, so and not many so people actually. You may get some fast people there, but you'd think a lot of people may not take their spot because yeah. it's so close. But if you get, if you rock up there, I think it'll probably roll down quite a long way. So I think the one's closest uh, to qualify. And um, I think New Zealand is... I mean, I know these are all North American races. I think New Zealand is one of the easier places to qualify. Well, especially because they buy more slots. Yeah, there's 80 slots in New Zealand yeah. now. And the race does not fill yeah um, I also heard at the weekend that uh, I'm in Austria filled in oh, 90 minutes we got an email now we should quickly do this now I can't remember who from asking how do you qualify that's down the bottom of the page oh okay well I won't go there then what were you saying about Austria Austria filled in 90 minutes apparently really yeah man craziness so that's our website we have a link up on ironmantalk.com yeah I'll do that I'll do that it's my job I'll do that <laughs> did you see did you see what I did on Iron Man Talk last week this is something I'm going to try to give me crap about it may have done or you, you um, Belinda pointed out a typo with the wrestler yeah so I had a I met the real wrestling champ the Edge yeah, yeah. it was quite surprising if you look at the photo I'll pull it up now he's actually not that big because he's just superstars of wrestling so fake stuff. WWF yeah, yeah 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 but he was like Hulk Hogan was you know like, you know, yeah. it's like macho man it's, it's a, you know like, as a kid if you'd yeah. met this guy now you'd be like coming in yundies yeah. and anyway so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so anyway I met the guy he came to the gym and he's not that big he's about my height look and he's, yeah. and he's not even that big like he's, he's a little taller than you oh, not, not much he's, yeah. he's slouching no he's not <laughs> I'm going to leave the photo on the website this week but, but I put real real wrestling camp <laughs> oh, so there's two photos because there was another um, typo in there oh, as well. Oh, I made typos everywhere. Yeah. No, because I just copy and paste everyone else's stuff. Yeah. I'm not taking any responsibility other than real person camp. I always <laughs> love that. So there we go. Um, anyway, where are we going? Go there he was. Oh, he, was he, was, he was impressed by my guns. <laughs> I'm a bit dyslexic. I miss so things like that. I miss like the little R's on yours. And, uh, I'm so impressed by those guns. I'm impressed by those guns. <laughs> It's because he's a real wrestling camp. <laughs> uh, what is it now? Can I just call it? Here we go. Coach's Corner. It's been a while since you've done that properly. No long music. Oh, you want long music? Oh, we can, we can, no. Next week. Yeah, next week. Where do you want to start? This week, uh, Kevin Brock. Excellent show, guys. Really loving the good work with... You are legends. Yeah, we love that. Now, wait a second. I have to say, someone someone sent us through one saying that we're Jedi's. Who was that? It was James Bird. Nice. James Bird sent us an email calling us Jedi's. Now, if you ask me, Jedi's, 
That sounds pretty good. It was on. Uh, uh, it was on TV on the weekend. Was that Star Wars? Some of the Star Wars ones, yep. Do you love Star Wars? Star Wars is pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty yep. good. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin sent through, loving the shows, you guys are legends. I have a question for you and John. Okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Do you think an ordinary age group athlete, triathlete, giving funding and coaching would make the leap to become a top-level pro, or do you think that they need a certain special talent that gives them an advantage? Scenario, me, Kevin Brock, 30-hour Ironman triathlete, wins the lottery. And can self-fund and train full-time. Could I do it, or do I have not have... Oh. Although I've not won the lottery slot, so what do you think, Jumbo? I think at Ironman you got a very good chance of becoming pretty, pretty competitive. Okay. If you were to say we wanted to be an Olympic distance, world class Olympic distance athlete, I'd say next to no chance. Okay, wait, well, okay, okay. Let's set some standards. What do we consider top level? Where so, you can finish maybe podium or f- top five in an Ironman race. Okay. And I think that is. So what, a thirteen hour guy could turn it around. Well, I think you know the, the best examples are someone like Gordo and Chris McDonald. Yeah. Um, they're two guys that have had some talent. Yep. Um, and were basically had talent in one, a little bit of talent in one sport. Didn't really come from a sporting background. Got into triathlon. I think I don't know what Gordo's first time in was. I think maybe eleven hours something. Yeah. Um, and he got down to eight thirty. Yep. Chris McDonald, same sort of thing. I think he maybe started. He did Olympic distance first. So when he came in, I think his entry point was a little bit higher. But now he's down to about an eight, 820 in ropes. So I think those two guys uh, are good examples that it, that it can be done. But I think a lot of people don't quite understand how much they've gone through to get there. Yeah, it's not like you just kind of can, yeah, it's and huge. It's you know you've got to have so many so many things going on, um, or so many things working to work towards towards it. It's not just if you're thinking I want to do a fast Ironman, that's not enough. I think no, it's years of commitment, isn't it? Years of commitment, and the main I think the main thing you've got to have is you've got to have a real deep love and passion for long training. Yeah. So you've got to enjoy the process of um, of training as much as you do racing and, and going fast, and especially someone like Gordo, you know. He absolutely loves going on epic camps, um, yeah. and whether or not that helps him massively in terms of his racing performance, um, that's regards. He just enjoys going, doing crazy stuff and going really long. So mm-hmm. I think to to do well at Ironman, you've got to have that. Um, you've got to have money, and it sounds like you know in this hype, perhaps it's a hypothetical situation. You've got to have the money where you can just go right. Oh, I'm going to basically not work at all, or yeah. I'm going to work maybe 10 to 20 hours. And it's funny when you look at the, like Gordo's, Gordo's quite a good businessman, he's kind of set himself up in life before he kind of took on this challenge, so for him, not taking anything away from him, but he, you know, he financially was a bit more secure, whereas someone like Chris McDonald, he, I think he had a business that he sold, but which probably helped him for his first couple of years, but you know, he's really done it the hard way, hasn't he? Yeah. And it's like, you know, like to take that risk, I have so much respect for Chris, because he's really just chasing a dream, and you know, and in a sport where there's no money, it's yeah, like, yeah. But I think that's there's, there's two pressures working there as well. For Gordo, there isn't the pressure where he's yeah. got to earn money, whereas Chris, there is a lot more pressure. So you've also got to take that into account. And we've we've spoken about other people who have been in a similar situation to Gordo, and they don't quite get the satisfaction because yeah. they're not perhaps getting that financial reward. They, there's not not the pressure that I've got to do well at this race yeah. because I've got to get money. So I think money is a, is a bit of a motivator. It's it's not going to be. The, the biggest one but it is a motivator to make sure you get out there and train so mm. I think uh, yes you've got to um, have the money the main thing is the time um, you've got to have the time and in this hypothetical situation um, you, you're going to have the time um, and I think you need also need to have a real passion for learning about the sport and doing a lot of research into the sport so 
training is one side and then you've got to be constantly researching other things you know researching information on physiology researching information on nutrition researching on different sorts of um training techniques um, you basically have to become kind of like a one-minded person really don't you you know where where you know like that's your only thought of attention and it's like every minute of your day to you know let's say 80% of your day is focused on being the best Iron Man that mm. you could be and that, that's a huge thing for anyone yeah, to achieve you know? so you've either got to have no partner or a very very understanding partner yeah. um, so you, you've got to be prepared to leave your life because yeah. you know you're going to be travelling a lot yeah. social social side of things give you I mean I know we harp on about Gordo but I know a lot of people are very follow him a lot uh, because I've lived with him quite a decent period of time I, I know that his, his social side of things is very limited yeah. you know when he was working Get up, train, go to work, lunchtime, train, come home from uh, work, train. He'd have a maid. I mean, everybody in Hong Kong has, has maids, so he didn't have to do any cooking. Do a bit of work in the evening, go to bed. If he ever socialised, it would either be in training yep. or he'd have people around his place for dinner where he wouldn't have to do anything in preparation. Yep. They have dinner, he'd go to bed. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's the extent. So you've really got to cut the socialising thing. You've got to be extremely disciplined with your nutrition, yep. and, and that becomes even far far more important um, than most average age grouper so yeah. the level they take it to um, so those are sort of the and, and you've just got to have a massive massive passion if you just think oh, I'd like to be really fast that's really not enough mm. you've got to be super super passionate um, you've got to really enjoy training and you'll be willing to make huge sacrifices needs to be a long-term thing as well it's not going to happen in one season that's uh, something you see from some guys they think i want to be the, uh, see how good i can be yeah. and they just go i'm going to take this year off work yeah and it's just not long enough um if you want to if you're at 13 hours and you think right i want to see if i can give nine hours a nudge yeah. that would be like a five-year project yeah. um so you've got to have quite a bit of time on your hands it's not just taking one year off work so it just to just to sum up I think it is possible. You need to have a bit of talent to get down to that level. But um, when I say a bit of talent, I think a lot of people could do it if they really, really, really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you know it's it's, it's, it's a working it's a thing sport. That not many people actually do, really, is it? Like you know, no. like, they are unique. The ones who actually kind of you know actually commit to that level. Like you get the guys who are like been athletes their whole lives at the top level, and then you get. Like Chris and Gordo, but Chris's and Gordo's of the world are more unique, aren't they? Yeah, and, and you've got to also have age on your side a little bit. You know, yeah, if, totally. if you're thinking about doing getting down to a nine-hour Ironman when you're sort of 45, it's going to be a lot harder than if you're um, 25 yeah. or 30. So you've got to be patient, you've got to have time, and you've got to have all the other things we talked about, but it certainly it is possible in the sport, and we've seen it happen before. So, yeah. Game on. Choices and choice of lifestyle, really. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely pretty interesting. Good question. Thank you, Kevin. Mm. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to actually, well, maybe we should go on at some stage and <clears throat> just talk about that process of him, you know, because he, he, we often get him on, we just talk about triathlon stuff, but maybe talk to him more about, you know, what, was, what has it been like being so focused on just one thing in your life? Mm. It'd be an interesting discussion to have a guy who's been living with it. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Nice. Okay. Questions and answers. Good old Robert Anderson, still loving the show. Love that. Good. Firstly, I've just been listening to the podcast. You did a couple of weeks, um, and there was a bit of discussion around dental hygiene. Yes, and sports good work, drink. Robbo. Well, I've got some comments on this. Um, <laughs> I think at one point you mentioned the best. Uh, it was best to clean your teeth as soon as possible once you have consumed sports drink. I just want to ensure um, that you are aware that brushing your teeth soon after having sports drink is not the best thing, as the acid in the drink weakens the enamel of the tooth, and actually brushing can uh, almost brush away the enamel. Possibly the best thing to do and maybe the easiest is to swirl your mouth um, as soon as possible with clean water to minimise the residual effect of acid hanging around in the mouth. 
Because it's from Robbo. Robbo. But you've got a response from Andrew. So I who's Andrew? My, my brother, who's a dentist. Oh, um, up. You've been doing your peas, haven't you? <laughs> so I thought, all right, I'm going to see if this is right. But what if Robbo's a dentist as well? It could be. And then we've got... Com- Confu- well, they're not they're not conflict. Conf- they're not conflicting. Um, so my brother didn't look into any um, research or anything like that. So he, he's just sort of saying basically what he what he thought. But he hasn't. He said he didn't. He wasn't aware of any any sports research, scientific research saying um, that sports drink acidity softens the teeth um, and that you can brush off the enamel. But um, he gives a couple of other suggestions. He said, yeah, brushing your teeth might not be the best thing. Nice so stay away from the toothbrush. So, so stay away from the toothbrush. He suggested one thing you could do is chew chewing gum after sports Obviously drink. sugar-free chewing gum. Yep, um, for about 20 minutes. This would increase the saliva flow and act as a buffer to the sports drink acidity. Um, the other thing he said, you could also possibly use a high-fluoride mouthwash, um, which would also help after workouts. Do you use high-fluoride mouthwash? I don't. Um, I do. Um, he said, though, you've got to be careful with, with mouth. We well, don't have to be careful with mouthwashes. Some mouthwashes are just like breath fresheners. Yeah, you need really, to get one with fluoride. Yeah, so you need to get one with fluoride. So I do. He said, um, yeah, brushing probably isn't the best thing. Nice, nice white teeth. <laughs> a few yellow ones there, though. No. <laughs> um, a few fillings, but <laughs> so chewing gum's good, and high fluoride mouthwash is good. Okay. Uh, so stay away from toothbrush. Yeah, but he said, you know, there's some people that are going to be a lot more susceptible than other people. Um, I think the thing we need to be really be aware of as, as triathletes is that to not get in the habit of just always having sports drinks when you're training. Yeah. You know, you, you don't really need it as much as what some people. You know, like for an hour, an hour and a half ride or something. Yeah, like you may water. be on your long rides. Definitely, you know, when I do a six-hour ride, definitely I'll chuck some coke in and I'll have my high-five stuff then. But and mm. and like every day is just you know an hour or a couple of hours. You know. You, you, it's vanity really with teeth but yeah. at the end of the day well, yeah, they're a functional thing as well it's so a, it's a costly vanity if you screw them up yeah you know and like it, if you think of if you're having like sports drinks I and mean, it's a lot of kind of sugar and stuff in those sports mm. drinks if you're having that constantly every day your teeth are getting hammered and I mean that's one side of it and if you're starting to have lots of coke and things like that during your normal day that's going to continually degrade them as well so yeah. one thing we're talking about here is, is sports drink but you've also got to think about what you're drinking during the day yeah yeah, yeah, totally. And so really just be aware of that. And just, you know, like, use, use it wisely. You know, definitely on your big train days when you need that kind of kick from your, your nutrition, that definitely helps. But, um, yeah, just be a little... Nice point, Bevan. Well, you know, I'm a thinker. It's not a night. We've got more questions. Here we go. I, here we go. Oh, hey, Bevan and John. This is the most recent show this morning and asked if anyone was an LP registration last year. I'll summarise. Okay, here we go. Um, so Nick What's Ma- LP? Nick Method, Lake Placid. Oh, that's right. Um, we, we were saying that Lake Placid filled up yeah. uh, before it even And we were wondering if it actually had sold out even within the line. So we've got to give um, um, WTC and North America Sports some, some credit here, I think. Some love. Because one thing that um, Nick did, he went to the race and he volunteered. Um, and when they had the registration the next the day, next year. Um, they had a special line for volunteers, and they got preferential treatment. Great. So you put a bit more, put a, put a little bit back into the sport, you get preferential treatment. That was cool. Eh? Um, so that's good. Yep. Um, and so he seemed to think that um, he said this year North America Sports allowed uh, all races for the next year's race to sign up on the race uh, the race the day, day before the race wasn't the it? day before the race any extra spots were then open for registration the day after this year's race at 9am after taking the folks to um, to our aid station and randomly random people throughout the weekend one was planning to get in the line at 2am wow. we decided to show up and get in the line to register early we showed up around 5.30am and there were 300 people on the line wow. um, some people camped out the night before once they opened the gates as we said they split it into two lines um, at 8.30 they let the volunteers in 
Nice. Um, and after that, the, then anybody else could go and register. I don't know if um, everyone that got on site got in, but I don't know of anyone who didn't. Nice. Um, I think there were fewer entries the day after because so many races signed up the day before the race. And they're saying that they actually um, take too many people with the assumption that people will pull out. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Which is pretty common. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So nice to hear that. Thanks for that information, Nick. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, eh? But I think it's a good thing. Huh? If you volunteer, you put something in. Yeah, you get a bit of a reward. reward. Eh? So yeah, I like that. Totally. And it kind of encourages people to come along and watch the race and stuff like that. Mm. The only thing I, yeah, we've touched on this, but I kind of don't like the, the whole... Having, you know, Having you can't get online. Across. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, uh, hi guys, this is from David Levy. Uh, question for you. Normally, Sandler has not finished an Ironman since winning Kona in 2006. Well, how can he compete in Hawaii this year without having earned his slot? There have been lots of rumours about Dave Scott competing in Hawaii this year. It seems unlikely now with his injuries, but the same question how can Dave be on a starting line without having earned his slot? Looking forward to hear the answer. Uh, sometimes, you know, yeah, it was, it was interesting that. That's an interesting question. Um, so basically the deal is, if you've ever won Hawaii, you've got uh, entry into the race for life. Now, do you, when I responded to this email, I said, did, I'm not sure if they actually have to pay or not. Yeah, I, 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 I would doubt it. Yeah. But um, we'll ask Scott next time and find out. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's um, for, for anybody who's See, there's a the reason race, to win Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Entry Definitely. So he was wondering about the different ways you can actually get into Kona. So obviously there's um, the slots at races. Yep. Um, There is some slots at 70.3 races. There's not a huge amount. Um, There's a lottery. There's charity. If if you're feeling rich, there's also eBay. Yep. And those are the main ways to get in. Um, Okay, but but so yeah, you've got to win. So you go to a race... Just take it right back to basics. You go to a race, there's so many people in your age group, there's so many slots per age group. If you get within a certain placing within your age group, you get one of those slots. So they may have three slots, the top three people will get them. If one of those people doesn't want them, then it runs down the line, so the fourth person will be the next person to have a chance to say yes or no, and so on. And it's the slots are done pro rata, so there's typically a lot more male slots than there is yep. female slots. And and, and uh, age groups as well. Yeah, and so in the male 40, 40 to 44 and 35 to 39, there is the most amount of slots yeah. because it's done pro rata. Yeah. Um, so that's the ways you qualify. The other ways you can also qualify is uh, the top 10 male and female um, from the previous year get, to get automatic um, slots for the, the following year. Yep. So they don't actually have to go and qualify anywhere. Also, if you win your age group, you automatically qualify for the for the next year. As an age group, you can't step it up and go pro, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. And also the guys that win Florida 70.3 in the age group and pro, I believe with the pro, um, they they get a slot as well. And it's California as well. Possibly, yeah. I think yeah. So, there's a couple of other 70.3s. Yeah, maybe, maybe even the, the Honu half. Uh, Honu half, definitely. Yeah, a few other 70.3s. Just quick when I checked on here. Uh, this is from Pedro, say the last name. Cordovez. He's just wondering about... Hey, listen Panama. To the show. Yeah, nice. Hey, love him there. We're in like over 90 countries now. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I want to learn more about high five products. Can you tell me what combination of products work for you for training and also for racing? What do you use? I use, for racing, I use the chocolate gels. And it's what I have my bottle filled with chocolate gels over about... 20 odd in, in there for the yep. bike um, but I also carry a few of the raspberry caffeinated ones yep. um, and I use them not sparingly but I use them sort of spread through the second half of the bike ride and then on the run um, I alternate between um, between flavours basically on the run just uh, have, a, have a handful of gels in my back pocket and I'll go through one every second aid station in terms of the drinks that I use I just just change between flavours and I also use their, um, the protein powder as well 
I used oh, I used the gels and I actually used um, just like the orange gel this time. Yeah. I just went for the one that's more fluid, so it's yep. easy to get in the bottle. Um, they, the gels do have a different kind of texture, don't they? Some are a bit thicker and some are a bit lighter. But um, and yeah, I just use the electrolyte drink. Um, <clears throat> what do I use? I use the bars. Actually, I use the energy bars. Yeah. So with the bars, I've got two sorts of bars. I've got one that is um, an energy bar, an energy bar, and some of them are coated in either yogurt or chocolate yep. uh, and then they've also got a protein bar the protein bars are sweet oh, well all their products good. are nice but I do <laughs> love their product and then on the run yeah I tend to just go with coke I use a couple of gels but yeah. you know, I was just living on the coke yeah. and we're going to say hello to all our listeners in Latin America hello in Latin America that'll be uh, they generally speak Spanish down there in Latin most um, American or, or Portuguese <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy yeah okay sponsors Athlinks.com. Athlinks.john.com. <laughs> they should do that as a. You can do that now. You can actually make up your own last name. Like instead of .com, you can actually make it up. It costs you like 100,000 euro. Right. Yeah, but you can actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, we can have. Yeah, I'm talk.jom. I like that. Yeah, that does sound good. We should it? do that. Yeah. So Athlinks.com, we talked about it a little bit last week. They have got their new feature if you want to store all your training. Yeah. and What let, did you do today? What did you do today? Yeah. Um, look at other people's training. Let's sh- share your training with other people. So if that sort of rocks your boat, yeah. um, you can go on. You need to obviously be registered with Athlinks, which if you're not, you're bad people. <laughs> and we know lots of you aren't because we know how many people listen to the show and we've got a lot more friends than that. Yeah. <laughs> so get on there, claim all your results. The guys that did uh, wrote, the rotors up there um, and I think they're getting better and better at getting results up there really quickly. So Make sure you go in because James Bird, James Bird, the guy who called us Jedi, he's got a better haircut than me. Look at that, James. That's sensational. Is that a mullet or that's not really a mullet? It's a it's kind forward-facing of like, mullet. It's sensational. Look at that. It's a lot of hair. It's great hair, James. We love you here. Yeah. So go on to Ironman Talk Friends or in our community and check out us here because it's sensational. Cool. And I put some photos and wrote up there. A few people have had a bit of a look at them. And also one thing about athletes is for your race reports, it's a really great way to do your race reports. You can do your, you know, like like I just did kind of like a journal entry, but then they also have the one which breaks down the race and it kind of gives a quick way for the people to see, you know, what you actually did during the day. So yeah, use it as your race reports. And if you are looking at getting sponsors in some way, if you think this is just a, another very small angle where you can say, well, I write my race reports up on this website and lots of people look at it and yeah. put their logos up there um, and give them some exposure there. So just thinking outside the, outside the box. Bit, man. I know, I just saw that then. Mate, I'll include that on my sponsorship proposals. I can be checked out on Athlinks. Oh, nice. I've got to get some new sponsors, actually. I've got a few ideas. Really? I'll talk to you after this. I'm, I'm good when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> okay. Um, Coffees of Coffees of We've put them in a radio head. Stay with me through a radio head. Oh, nice. Okay, so here we go. Okay, wait, 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 ready now. What is Hawaiian Island style? It's blue sky, wind, surf, and sun. It's swim, dance, race, and run. It's all day long and big full moon. It's aloha oi and come back soon. It's a cup of island coffee that anyone can afford. Hawaiian Island style in the bright yellow bags. The line of easy to purchase. Blend in the island-based coffees from Coffees of Hawaii. There's a blend from Maui, from Molokai, and from Kona on the Big Island. Flavored coffees too, macadamia nut or vanilla or both together. Taste of the islands, try them all, no problem. Not going to empty your wallet. Hawaiian Island style, the blends from Coffees of Hawaii, Essentials Hawaii, coffeesahawaii.com 
John's reminded me to put it in because <laughs> we'll look really stupid otherwise. Well, I would have because I would have heard that now. Right. Yeah. You'd hope. <laughs> if you haven't, there's been a silent gap I forgot, <laughs> which I may have done before. Okay. Uh, Trybuyers.com. Nice. So the June sale is gone, but it's still a place, great place to go. You keep talking, John. I'm the website play. address is trybuyers.com. Well, that's what I said, trybuyers.com. I'm filling. God, you're such an amateur. <laughs> 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 you get on there and there's all there's there's a sale on there right now. Took great deals. Oh, is it is that a new Yeah Craig Alexander and yeah. um report. report on there. They sponsor Craig, you see. They do. Well that's pretty cheap. What's that? Some training pants for forty bucks. Nice. Because cycle pants are cost the earth, eh? I'll tell you another story about that off here. <laughs> <laughs> get swim caps. You get USA swim caps. Oh, there you go. If you're American and you want to get in behind your team at the Olympics, go to trybuys.com for $9 US. You can get yourself a TYR American cap. Now, if you do want to get free shipping on that, you're going to have to buy um, lots of them. 24 or 25. (laughs) But you could supply everybody in your tri club. Oh, and they'd think you're a legend. But the condition would be people in your tri club would have to register on Athlinks before they get a swim cap. And the great thing about tri buys is that you get 200 free shipping even if you're getting a sale. Because you know, sometimes people go, oh, you get this. But, oh, you got on sale, you don't get that anymore? Mm. Oh, they still deliver. It's great. And it's a good process. When I bought all my stuff, I had no problems with them. It's good times. Good times. Good times. If you're in New Zealand or anywhere outside of America, the the exchange rate's still very favourable. John, it's so favourable. It is (laughs) favourable. It's so favourable. So sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Social needs. Trybuys.com. Oh, you went the other way. You didn't go coffee. Confused you. <laughs> you did. Um, get the cap. And coffeesofhawaii.com. Love that ad, mm. which we haven't actually listened to yet. But also, if you want to go to Amazon.com, someone's actually bought some stuff from Amazon recently. Nice. And lots of people still buy the stretching book. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so we've got a link to a stretching book on our website. Um, nice. And you really recommend it. It's good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, a, <laughs> you know, it's just all a, the stretches a, you need to do. And thorough stretching book covering all the different parts of your body so uh, obviously we've talked we talk about the yoga stuff but um, if you can't be sitting there stretching uh, doing yoga or you want to focus on a particular part of your body um, the stretching book's really good so that's what I want John's coaching website coachjohnnewsome.com it needs a bit of an update really I just need to I haven't athlete news I've had lots of athletes racing and I haven't updated all that Uh, sort of stuff so and uh, and I need to update my personal best time as yeah, we, as you said that through to me, didn't you? I said, I said, Bevan, we've got to update the About Us page. Okay, okay. It's a bit old, the About Us yeah, page there, isn't it? It is. It's like a links page. I think I got rid of the links page, didn't I? Probably. Yeah, it's like, that idea went away. Okay, two things. If you want to follow me on my fit, on my other podcast, Forever Fitness, go to oh. ishandbevan.com. We, it's, it's been really successful. It's going really, really well. And nice. lots of people seem to love it. It's obviously not necessarily for the Ironman athlete, but... Uh, we tend to find that a lot of people who, a lot of, our, like, a lot of you guys actually are telling your partners to listen to it and get a lot of benefit from doing that. Also, there's this thing called Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitter, you get to follow what I'm doing all the time, John. <sighs> oh, right, I've got to subscribe to this. <laughs> Jesus. Go www.twitter.com slash Bevan James Isles and you get to see what I'm up to most of the day. So, nice. And, and people have been following me, so. Nice. So if you want to be with Twitter. Like a little... It's the next level. So you know how about two years ago I was telling you about Facebook and then a year yeah. later it came? Well, I'm telling you about Twitter now and a year later from me everyone goes, oh, Twitter, and you go, Bevan told me about that a year so ago. So you're going to be wearing like a little um, transponder so people can go, Bevan is in the pawn shop. Well, no, no, because now right what now. they're doing, is basically that's what they're doing because the iPhone has GPS and so you can actually see what people are doing, where they are, and your Twitter and you can, oh, it's, 
I was changing, mate. <laughs> I'm not changing. You're behind the I'm times. I'm staying in the bloody dark ages. <laughs> there wasn't even a gangster in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going for the rest of the week, Jonbo? Oh, nice hour, long show. Five, four. It's been a while since we've done this one. Oh, no. it's, it's DIY time in the Newsome house. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you like DIY? Uh, I'm, I'm only allowed to do selective things. Oh, really? You like Tim the Tourman? <laughs> yeah. I'm not Tim the Tourman. I'm far from it. So, uh, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to move some stones this weekend. Some some oh. stones blow out. Um, <laughs> Funny story. My, my dad. My parents live on a hill. So my dad. I don't know. They're, they're always doing it. My parents love DIY. Yeah. You know, my parents do. Yeah. What's all that about? It's like children yeah, are gone. It's your hobby. You yeah. know, like they're just all time. So anyway, he's lifted this stone up this hill. It's quite steep, and it was a big boulder type of stone. Gets as finally, you know, like a meter from the top. My uncle, Rich Uncle <laughs> Phil. You have to meet Rich Uncle Phil, but. <laughs> 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 and he goes, here Gav, I'll give you a hand. And he, so he lets him have it. He drops it, rolls all the way back down the hill. <laughs> My dad oh, wasn't happy. Stupid rich Uncle Phil. <laughs> rich Uncle Phil was not in a good place. <laughs> so, so yeah. anyway, what else are you doing? DIY. We're going to do the bathroom as well. Oh. Get, yeah. What are you going to do the bathroom? We're just going to rent it. just going to upscale a little bit because we're going to look at selling the house sometime in the next six to 12 months. So mm. we're just sort of tidying up. So you want to do look at Flash, but on the cheap. Yeah. yeah, so people yeah. trade me. And, uh, not that cheap. We're gonna, it's going to be new. No, because you get some good stuff. trade me. Okay. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you up to, Bevan? Well, I'm off to Hong Kong in Taipei. So I leave Friday. I'm all there for a week, and then I come back and go to Auckland to Wellington. Right. So I've got a big week coming up. We're going to be going over and te- teaching people how to be instructors. Yeah. Teaching some conferences. Um, I may go to try to see the Olympics. Yeah. What else am I up to? Um, What's my Cantonese? Gaojoa! Uh, <laughs> so what the hell? Lido <laughs> guy. It's like, stop here, please. Jin Can you do the first one again? Because I love the first one. Gaojoa! What the hell? <laughs> it's about the extent of my Cantonese despite living there for two years. Really? Did you learn nothing? Oh, very little. I did learn a little but bit. But in Hong Kong, the English is okay, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Whereas no, Taipei, no. You, you, you in Taiwan, you definitely need to have a bit of the lingo. Yeah. Um, Good times over there. Good Olympic vibe going. Oh. Being the security would be a nightmare going to oh, Hong Kong. It will be, won't it? Oh, that can't be hard. It's nasty. America. No. America's painful. It's painful. Uh, very social week for me this week. Because yeah. you know when you go away for so going long. Going out for dinner tonight. Are you? Oh, you are. Yeah, I tell you how to do that. Oh, you saw my text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow I went out for dinner last night. I went to Winnie's. Winnie's. Oh, yeah. My lady friend. It's got downhill a bit, Winnie's, but sorry. Okay. Carol. Winnie's. And then tonight with my mother, mate Jeff. And then tomorrow night with Nick. And then hopefully Thursday night with my lady friend lady before friend. I go overseas. Mm. Because, you know, my business time. Nice. It's business. <laughs> this, is, this is the show. Well done, to, well done to Hellwell. He's a legend. I'm going to say that. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Wait a second. When did the first bit? Yeah, it did. I'm Russ. I'm in time. Train hard, train, train smart, smart. Kia 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 Kia. Kia. <laughs>